Phil, that was uh, Sarah Taylor, uh, spiritual teacher, uh, healer, uh, and comedian. I, I think it's a great combination. Great and, combination. As, yeah, as, and, and you know, I thought she was fascinating. And for those that listen in to our show, and I know you're out there, we really give you a, a, a real range of uh, the world of contemporary spirituality. And I think this is a big part of it. <clears throat> you, you, there's oh, there's humor and everything in including in spirituality. And I think it sounds like, and I haven't seen her in person yet, I plan on doing it, she gets the message of spiritual spirituality out to a lot of people. Yeah, and she's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not superficial. Um, maybe, you know, you see a lot of uh, people in the public eye doing, or want to be in the public eye doing spirituality, and uh, they don't, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to disparage it, but it's, it's very uh, simplistic. She's, right. she's done her homework, and she's had, right. she's had some very profound spiritual experience of her own that... yeah and what i thought was interesting phil and i'd like you to comment on this uh she talked about the sequential nature in terms of her own experience of the evolution of consciousness i, I think she didn't use those words exactly but she was speaking about that and she thought the tm model which we're familiar with of higher states of consciousness where they talked about waking sleeping dreaming and then cosmic consciousness god consciousness unity consciousness different traditions have described these states in different ways, but she talked to that about that both from her own experience and uh, and also from uh, her study. Yeah, and I, that was uh, fascinating. Yeah, because you know um, I've heard a lot of people. You know the, these models, like the one we were familiar with from the TM days. Mm -hmm. They're they're just sort of simple roadmaps. You know that you know are really. Uh, just simplifying what could be a very complex and nonlinear uh, process. Uh, just, you know, talking about stages that we, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that's how it happens in these stages. But it turns mm -hmm. out it's not always so neat. But right. in her, her case, at least two of those higher states seem to happen in the sort of prescript, uh, uh, predicted sequence. But, um, you know, that, that's all very interesting. But what's also interesting is um, it's not always very clear why someone like Sarah would have these uh, breakthroughs and awakening experiences. What's ringing there? That's a, a phone that is now off. Okay. This so, is live, so go ahead. Yeah. Um, why someone like her, you know, uh, would have such experiences or, and breakthroughs and others don't, despite, you know, maybe having been doing practices for, you know, 30, 40 years longer than she has or uh, putting more effort and attention into it. It's just very unpredictable. Right. And, and, and what's also interesting, Phil, and I speak from my experience both as a, a practitioner of meditation and also a teacher, or I used to teach courses in TM, and that is that when, uh, uh, some of these experiences can happen in your early days or months or years of meditation, and then you may continue meditate, meditating for years, even decades, and not have those specific experiences again. That's right. That's and right. I've even heard of, like, uh, uh, Trappist monks 
from T Thomas Merton's tradition, for instance, saying the same sorts of things so that uh, experiences can come and go. And uh, sometimes what they call yeah. class experiences and then they're gone. But but uh, there's uh, continued progress, which is, isn't always so apparent because it's just like aging. Yeah. I look in the mirror. I don't yeah. feel like I look any older. But if I were, if I look every day, I don't feel any older. But if I look once a year or once every ten years, then yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it day. every ten years. You'll be sh you'll be too shocked. <laughs> yeah, shocked. <laughs> shocked <laughs> but just... you're right. You're right about that. And we often, because of that, underestimate how much progress we've made right. and how advanced we actually are. Because it just you know feels normal to us. But when I think back of you know Phil Goldberg circa you know 1968. Uh, well, boy, what a mess. But on right. the other hand, um, now, um, sometimes I long for some of the experiences I had when I was more conscientious about going on retreats and long meditation programs right. and all that. So there is that. And, you know, what you described about people having these uh, uh, breakthrough experiences and then the disappointment of them not lasting, what seems to be backsliding. That's how the term dark night of the soul came to be. Right. You know, so we just think of it as a difficult time. But it was originally, you know, John of the Cross talked about it as like, oh, what happened? Uh, you know, I've lost my connection to God. So anyway, there it is. And uh, but then there's the other aspect of our relate, uh, interview with Sarah, which is humor. And, you know, being able to laugh at all this and laugh at the silliness of that sometimes, you know, you can see in the spiritual world um, and using humor as a kind of uh, uh, way uh, uh, of looking at the world. I think that that could be a deeply spiritual thing. Absolutely. And I think, hey, remember... Um... Uh, uh, there is a, 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 a yoga teacher uh, who teaches, I, I guess we'd call me yoga teacher, uh, a, a laughing meditation or uh, oh, yeah, there is a la yoga. And, right. and, and, you know, it's funny. I was in Bali, Indonesia, and there was this uh, conference going on and there were different yoga teachers and all. And I didn't actually get to see him. But uh, and I, I thought it was almost a joke when I first heard about it. But I talked to some people that actually went to a workshop he did. And he said, no, it was actually quite profound and he talks about the physiology and the psychophysiology yeah. of laughter and yeah. there's a, a specific way to laugh and uh, a time that's appropriate and uh, uh, the people felt like they they you know they benefited physically mentally spiritually yeah. uh, from the practice so uh, there's a lot to be said about laughter there's no I question and and I think we've all experienced that when something funny happens and we laugh and how feel how good it feels and what a relief it could be when you get a laugh in the middle of difficult times or something um, right. but in in the case of that guy who teaches laughing yoga or laughter yoga or whatever it is you know you you make yourself laugh it, it, it's in the absence of you know the usual kind of trigger a joke or something um and that's a different thing but at, the effects could be the same right uh, the, we we mentioned in the interview that we were both friends with the comedian andy kaufman right and there's a uh, uh he, there's a videotape uh, audio tape of this anyway where uh, uh he got up on a course with maharishi mahesh yogi 
and he asked them what what a joke was, right? Why a joke works, or why is it good to be a yeah? What's the role of humor or something like right. that? Right, but he also yeah, and he also talked about a joke and there being a significant contrast, huh. and the mind actually transcends or falls. I I forget the exact words, yeah, but it was quite quite profound and quite interesting, and yeah, uh, there's a lot there. So the next time you laugh, don't think you're not being spiritual. Absolutely, it could be the most spiritual moment you'll have that day. Uh, you know, the 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 universe is deeply profound and sacred, but it's also a hoot. I mean, it's it's you know, it's a wacky hey, place. At these times, what's what's going on in the world? Uh, without a little laughter, uh, it would be very very difficult. Yeah, so. we need our comic relief. And you know what? I think. Um, People like Stephen Colbert and Bill Maher and Jimmy Fallon and all those guys being hysterically funny about current events and politics. I think that is like a, a tremendous service they're doing to the to the world. It's interesting, yeah, because if not, if these things bother you and they bother a lot of people, uh, some of the things that are going on without that comic relief, it can be very... Uh, painful and destructive to one's physiology and psychology. Yep. No, I absolutely agree. And and the laughter is a relief. Mm -hmm. it's, it's healing. It's like, you know, doing asanas or something, you know, <laughs> having a, you know, a lobotomy. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Dennis, this was Bill, great. until next time, All let's right. have a few laughs. Okay, it's a deal. Take my wife, please. There you go. Any young Take men. this show, please. Three honey young men. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Take care. All right. Hold it. Oh, Hold good. it.